Talk Central is brought to you by CloudGate, a micro-mega company. All the power of a PC, the flexibility of Android, all at a fraction of the cost. For homework or play, available at takealot.com or cloudgate.co.za for only one triple nine. I'm Rechard van der And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 124, for the weekend starting 13 March 2015. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central, where you'll find South Africa's best technology journalism. That's right, Duncan. No headlines like, get drunk on powdered alcohol. <laughs> no, um, only sober journalism on Tech Central. <laughs> on Talk Central this week, we talk about ructions in the telecoms department, as well as network disruptions at C. Also, we chat about government's plans to create a massive bureaucracy to fight cybercrime and cyber terrorism. And of course, we talk Apple Watch and the new MacBook. Before we get to that, though, we need to pay the bills. We'll be back in a moment. The Vox Telecom Cloud is the future of business. Developed from the ground up, it's a turnkey, fully managed approach to the cloud. It offers you guaranteed support, a national network with true redundancy, fully managed services across all layers, and most importantly, a single point of accountability. The Vox Telecom Cloud. It's how cloud should be. To find out more about the Vox Telecom Cloud, SMS your name to 45454 or visit voxtelecom.co.za. Standard rate supply. Well, Rechot, I think we need to start with Apple because that was really the big news of the week, wasn't it? Yeah, it started off with the bang, uh, the keynote or the, the, the announcement or the unveiling of the new iWatch uh, in its final form. Was did, you, um, watch, did you watch it live? I did. I did watch it live. I also watched it with some commentary from Twitter. I always find those guys yeah. add a little interesting flavor to it. Yeah. Um, so I, just, I, I just watched the basic feed and it was very good. Um, it's amazing. How, I was actually watching and thinking how, how far this has come since the original iPhone keynote oh, yeah, where you had yeah. to sit there watching live blogs on Engadget <laughs> yeah, now you can watch blogs. it in your own lounge on your TV in HD yeah. yeah yeah and Apple's also quite good they're doing their own live blogs now so yeah. I mean you can actually get the, the official info right from, from the mm. horse's mouth so to speak mm. and they, they're curating it quite nicely oh, they're doing a blog as well well it's a live blog so yeah okay. you can just go onto the site and, and all the screenshots and, and oh, right. highlights from, the, from, from, from any of the keynotes uh, get updated like any live blog would yeah, yeah. but uh, they're obviously curating it themselves yeah interesting very cool very cool cool so, so yeah, uh, yeah well, let's start with the watch um yeah, nothing really new actually. Um, we've got pricing at last. Yes. Um, Seventeen thousand dollars for the top end one. Uh, um, be rushing out to get that as soon as it arrives. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> but um, I, I, it was nice to see it in action, and then they're talking a little bit more about some of the functionality. Uh, and I, th- I think obviously the reports we saw afterwards from the journalists that actually had a chance to play mm. with it uh, that was quite, was quite uh, interesting uh, from a point of view as well of just getting a better understanding of what this product's going to be. Mm. But I think the highlight for me, or one of the highlights for me, was the the the, the health kit, um, the developer stuff that they've announced, mm. uh, um, allowing uh, uh, developers and, and researchers or medical researchers to get access. Research- Research kit. Research kit, yeah, sorry, research kit uh, that works with uh, health kit. Um, to get to, to get snapshots of data from hundreds of thousands of potential users, I yeah. thought that was that was quite interesting. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what they're going to be doing with with that data and that technology going forward. Uh, but but I thought it was interesting, and I also heard a lot of interesting commentary around it, which yeah. which really made me made me think about it a bit more. Thinking, you know, this is this is something we we need to look out for in the future. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the watch itself, um, in terms of the design, we've, we've seen it already at the, mm. the announcement of this uh, device back. When was it now? September, October? Last, November, I think. November. Was it November? Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, 
yeah, I mean, looking at the different editions they've brought out, there's the sports edition, which is the mm. sport, watch sport edition, which is the um, cheapest of them. I think starts at yeah. three hundred and forty nine dollars uh, for a, a smaller version. I think twenty eight in, twenty eight inch was it? No, not inch. Twenty eight uh, millimeters or yeah, um, and thirty two millimeter version. It was a bit confusing because they kept switching between metric and American uh, yes, imperial yes. Uh, formats during the presentation. But um, the sport edition is the, is the cheapest. That's yeah. the one that comes yeah. with the multicolored plastic straps. Um, starting at three forty nine, really, I guess, aimed at um, sort of not, not the serious sports market because that will always be niche will always be filled by GPS sports watch, watches. But I, I guess taking aim at um, Devices like the Fitbit, for example, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and going a bit beyond that as well in terms of this being a timepiece that can run applications and, and do other things. Yeah, definitely. Well, they need to have that entry price point. I say entry price point mm. uh, loosely, but uh, yeah, I mean, they've already, uh, I've seen some reports where they've, uh, Apple in the US has already started removing all fitness bands that's not uh, all other branded fitness bands like Fitbit and Nike. Oh, really? So yeah, they're obviously making a massive move to, to, only, f- to only feature this as their fitness um, device. Very interesting. Doesn't Core Group in South Africa also distribute Fitbit? Yeah, yeah. I think we'll probably see a similar action or similar move from them once. Uh, it's I'm guessing that Fitbit relationship with Core though is separate to the Apple one. It could be. Uh, oh, maybe. Must maybe. Be. It yeah. must be. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if any pressure It'll will be, be brought to be on Apple to not stock, or on Core Group rather, to not stock Fitbit products. Yeah, if, if the international clout is, is strong enough, obviously I'm sure it is. Uh, it's a difficult fight. I mean, if if if, if Apple tells you you, you know you, you can't sell any other fitness products because it's competing with our own, yeah, you know you can't really fight that. But um, yeah, I mean, what is the market? Is this is this going to be bought by people who bought Fitbit type devices? Is, is it the same market, or is it this going to have broader appeal? I'm thinking specifically of the mm. sport edition here. I think I think yes and no. I mean, it, it, with any Apple product, there's always this weird X factor that people will flog to get one simply because it's an Apple product and they, and they are fanboys let's be honest but I think it's going to bridge this market between those guys that, that want something more from a fitness band mm-hmm. that uh, something that a fitness band can't deliver and those guys that are cat, that, that are uh, you know kind of ahead of the curve early adopters types mm-hmm. um, I think those are going to be the guys that are picking up this technology um, because obviously it's an extension of what your cell phone offers you, right? Within, yeah. In terms of the notifications, um, and, but, it's, and it's always important, I guess, to remember that this thing has to be paired to an iPhone. Yeah, it's not a standalone mm. standalone device. So I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a your market's essentially only iPhone users then. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, if are you, would you consider getting one of these? You, you're an iPhone user. Would you? Um, would you get one and if so which one would you get I don't know I, no, I don't think I would get one yet I don't wear a watch to begin with because I, it, I can't use it in my daily life when I'm typing on the computer yeah, yeah. you know I, I remove my watch because it's scratch it, it's, it's uncomfortable where, where I wear it mm. I find the product very interesting and the way that they've done it obviously I think I think it's a sexy looking smart uh, smart watch I've, not that I've played with any of the others mm. um, I'd certainly be more inclined to try this one first as an Apple user um, for obvious reasons, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't go out and spend one. I think it's it's too expensive, um, and and in my lifestyle, I don't have a need for something that tracks mm-hmm. my life like that. Yeah, I mean, looking at the current exchange rate, this thing isn't going to come in below five thousand rand for the cheapest one. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's that's reasonably pricey for for what you're getting. Um, I mean, that's the co- half the cost of an iPhone for the yes. most basic edition. Yeah, between between my MacBook and my iPhone, I really don't have a need for another interface device or, or another device to give me another screen. Um, but I can certainly see the appeal in it and why yeah. people would want it. it. It looks nice. It's a nice gadget. It's a nice toy. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it r- r- monitors your heart rate um, 
all day long. I mean, mm. you know, the data you're going to get from it, if, if that's the kind of thing you're tracking, yeah, uh, I think would be quite accurate. Uh, yeah, I'm not the target audience for this. I think it's a nice device. Um, it obviously looks great. I haven't seen it in the flesh, it does but look nice, it, it yeah. looks very nice. And the fact that you can interchange the bands between them means the guys that will buy the sport would be able to buy a metal, uh, mm. metal uh, strap at some point if they want to, you know, create a different look and feel for their watch. It'll really be interesting to see how the how the end user is gonna, uh, the end consumer is going to be utilizing this in their day to day life. Mm. W- would you get one? No. Easy answer. Well, there's there's a fundamental reason I can't get one, and that's that I don't use an iPhone. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm I'm committed to Android. I'm gonna I'm not gonna switch to an iPhone uh, so that I can use one of these watches. Yeah. Um, and on that note, I mean, it's 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 not that I'm in any way opposed to Apple or the iPhone. It's I'm not going to get an Android-powered smartwatch either. True, true. I just don't see the point. I stopped wearing a watch when I got a phone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I'm carrying this device in my pocket that can tell me the time. I'm always sitting in front of my computer or in front of my laptop, um, which has got the time on the screen all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't need something that's going to tell me the time. So it has to do something pretty special. No, um, I'm a runner, um, and I have a GPS sports watch, which is a specific device that I put on when I go for a run. And that that you know does presents great information to me that I can that's useful to me and I, that I can share yeah, on yeah. social networks. Um, I don't I don't need something that's actually less powerful than that GPS sports watch in terms of providing me with a lot of data like my cadence and um, exactly. all that sort of thing, which which um, I don't think you're going to get on this device. No, I mean that device is geared exactly to what you need as a as a as an athlete or as a runner. I mean mm. that's going to give you the best version of that. Well, I think what Apple's doing obviously they're going in for a more a more general purpose watch, which can still track some of your fitness yeah. uh, fitness activities but I really think it's it's going to be very much a fashion accessory or gadget mm. a gadget statement mm. um, it's the same reason why people you know go yeah. for iPhones in, if, if, if they're not really going to use all the functionality on it it's, it's really a showpiece yeah uh, I think the other reason not to get one of these right now is that it's the first generation and you should never buy yes, the first generation yes yes um, the, if you, I mean if you look back at the original iPhone it was actually crap <laughs> it was it was <laughs> It, it was it was it was revolutionary, but at the same time, it was crap. <laughs> but look at where we are now, and if they can pull the same same kind of thing off with with watch technology, or at least yeah. this type of technology being a hybrid to something else, you might wear somewhere else in your body, whether it's around your neck or something. I'm not saying that's the case, but I don't think this is the, where this technology is going to end up. No, or wearable. If we see what what Google Glass type of technology does, and you pair it with yeah, yeah. the functionality of something like a watch. Um, with a bit of VR or, or uh, virtual reality overlays, uh, augmented reality thrown in there, I think you've got a picture of potentially a product that's ten years down the line that we'll mm. be wearing. Or, mm. well, I think the real excite, exciting stuff that's going to come out of these wearable devices, and particularly the smartwatch. And I think with the smart, the smartwatch is the format that's going to work. Um, I think uh, Google Glass was dead in the water from the start. Sure, sure. People don't want to wear stuff on their faces, but mm. I think that. Mm. Um, I think the smartwatch is, is the right format. So I think this is the one, if, if a wearable computing device is going to take off, it's going to be the smartwatch format. Because you used but, to something on your wrist, right? Yeah, exactly. As a watch. Yeah. Exactly. But I think the, and it's comfortable. It's not intrusive. People don't look at you funny, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. True, true. But I think, um, I think the real, um, I think where the, what's really going to drive this in future is, um, is voice recognition technology. Yeah. Um, right. Once um, technologies like Siri on, on iOS and, and um the voice recognition platform Cortana and Microsoft and, um, and oh, yeah. Google Google Now I think it's called um, once those have really matured and you can see how much they have matured in the last couple of years alone but imagine mm-hmm. what's going to be like 10 years from now where you could probably have a natural, lang- a natural language conversation 
with whatever device it happens to be and watch is an obvious candidate yes, yes. Um, all the intelligence sits out in the cloud it doesn't have to sit in the device it yeah, doesn't have yeah. to do all the hard work um, a, a watch that isn't paired to your phone um, that's connected to a, 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 a very high speed wireless broadband network yes. it's got all this intelligence sitting in the cloud so you can then sit there and have a conversation Dick Tracy style with your watch <laughs> and, um, and, and it will provide you with in a, in a sort of an almost a natural language way where you, as if you're almost having a conversation with another person will will um, provide you with information you need on the go. Um, yeah, definitely. It could be incredibly useful. I mean, you can already say to your phone, well, what's the weather like? What's going to be like tomorrow? Um, yeah. how, how long would it take me to drive? Or give me directions to drive here. But imagine if it can do much more than that. Um, you know, stuff that can really, you know, um, I just, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, ask it something like, um, you know, something, something complex, like you want to make dinner, uh, tonight, but you've forgotten what a particular ingredient is called. So you could just say, if it's a curry, for example, you know, you want you want to put turmeric in it, but you can't remember turmeric. Yeah, and you yeah. need to go buy it at the store. You could say, what's that yellow stuff you put in curry? And would say, are you thinking of yeah. turmeric? That yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And um, I think I have to think we're heading that in that direction, and, and it's going to happen in the next five ten years. I agree. I think I think the extension of that that audio dictation and and, and interacting with your smart device like that is certainly a. a hmm one of the the awesome angles of this and if you remember at the demo they did, they actually didn't hold the phone up to the when they when they actually uh, i can't remember which demo it was but they were talking to the watch um but they didn't hold the watch up to their face it was quite far away from from them um so the, the audio pickup on this must be mm. must be quite good mm. um and what i liked and on one of the demos i saw was uh, if you do dictate to your phone if you do want to do a message you can either send it as a voice note mm. or you can send it as uh, the text that it dictates for you okay um, which i thought was quite interesting especially if you if you don't want to fiddle with uh, correcting the text on it, mm. um, send the audio messages to get your your uh, your message through. Essentially, obviously, this is a feature that only works on on messages on, yeah. on iDevices. But yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just got on the screen here. One of the other things that I find quite intriguing, I think this could potentially be one of those wild card features that everybody's going to go crazy over. Yeah. Um, it's where two devices can connect. So if 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 you and your loved one have one of these devices, you yeah. can. Um, share your heartbeat um, and draw on the screen or you can draw messages to other to your friends um, you know either it's a gesture or you know are you ready to go or you tap I think that is a, a pretty interesting uh, way to communicate with somebody without sending a message mm. um, I think there's there's potentially something there and I think people are going to really love that I mean the fact that you can tap to somebody to say you know I'm downstairs ready for you tap tap you know come on mm. or like I said sharing your heartbeat with a loved one it's, it's weird features but I think I think they're going to do very well. People like that intimacy. The technology is allowing us to be intimate mm. in, in, in a weird uh, way. I mean, considering the watch will vibrate on your on your wrist accordingly to, to that message you're mm. sending. Mm. I think it's very interesting. Yeah. But anyway. it wasn't just the iWatch. We shouldn't we shouldn't spend too much time. No, in fact, uh, it, I think the other d- d- product that was announced at the keynote almost stole the show. Mm. Uh, and mm. that's the new MacBook. Which is very controversial. <laughs> oh yeah, it's oh, beautiful, yeah. but it's very controversial. Um, geez, it's thin. Thirteen millimeters, which I think is uh, a good three or four millimeters thinner than the iPad Air, which is already an incredibly thin laptop. Um, so they really have done uh, mo- um, marvelous work here from from an de- engineering design oh, yeah. perspective. Oh, yeah. But one port, what are they thinking? Yeah, I'm glad they went to a, a, a USB standard, USB-C, but I'm not happy with the fact that they only put one port in and the fact that, that's, that you know, you're going to need the dongle to, to do more than, one, yeah. uh, more than one USB device connected to it, but also you can't power and, and, and 
get information off a USB stick for argument's sake. Apparently, you can using the special $79 adapter. Oh, you plug yes. in it to take, you can plug in your power port and your and your and a USB stick at the same time. But only if you have that. It, it really looks like they're over-engineered this thing to me. Why not? Why be so stingy? Why not put in a USB port? I mean, the thing's not mm. that thin, is it? There was certainly seemed to be enough space on the inside when they showed the internals. Um, and, and then to me, the first thing that I thought of was this was literally an iPad with uh, stronger internals that, that's been given a keyboard, essentially. It is, it is, it is, yeah. And this is actually, uh, someone pointed out that this is, um, this is not a high-end MacBook. This is, almost, no. this is almost a cross between a low-end iPad Air and an iPad. Yeah, yeah. I think, oh, running iOS, MacBook Air, yeah, 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 yeah. And running iOS and... Um, but if you're looking for a um, if you're looking for a computer that's going to have some processing grunt to do anything beyond email and web browsing, it's probably is not the, not the device. But think of how many people out there that actually just needs a, a, a solid device that connects mm. to the internet, does mail, does the internet, does word processing. Mm. Um, and for those kind of people, this is a perfect device. It's super thin. It's super mm. light. Um, I mean, it's gorgeous to look at with the three colors, the gold, space gray, and green, mm. normal gray, I think. The gold is very porno, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit. But that dark space gray looks absolutely The dark incredible. one looks nice. The space gray does to yeah. me as well, yeah. They've never but, done that color in a laptop. No, no, they haven't. Mm. Um, you should also note the other two things that's very important is the key, the new key design and the new trackpad. The key, keyboard is great. Yeah. Apple's always done a great job with its keyboards. There are only t- for me, there are only two PC companies. Oh, actually, I can't mm. call them PC companies. <laughs> sure. Two computer manufacturers that make decent keyboards. Mm. One is Apple and the other is Lenovo. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I've always liked the Apple. Uh, well, I mean, the Lenovo that I used last year definitely had one of the best keyboards. I'm, I'm, I still prefer the Apple keyboard. Maybe it's just because I've been using it for a much longer time. But it'll be interesting to see the their, their new keyboard technology because the keys, they've taken away that, that scissor mechanism or that, uh, what, what do they call yeah, it? Yeah, scissor um, mechanism. Yeah, they've replaced it with something else. And, and they were talking about the wobble on the keys and I never noticed it until you tap on the sides of your, your current MacBook and there is a bit of wobble not that it's ever bothered me never noticed it before but yes you're right they actually removed that and then by uh, spacing the keys slightly wider mm. so apparently the keyboards the keys are the same mm. uh, distance from each other they're just slightly um, thicker on the sides on the top and the sides mm. so less less likely to, to miss a key um, mm. I believe and then obviously the trackpad which is uh, one solid piece and it's, it's bigger got, yeah it's, and it's got um, uh, haptic controls haptic uh, um, the force yeah, controls they f- call it haptic feedback sorry um, so you can de- deep depress or soft depress on, on the on the thing I'm not quite sure how that's going to work yeah so apparently what happened was this: the, the trackpad slides to the side so it, it doesn't go in deeper mm. um, but when you when you press it hard it slides slightly to the side with the with okay. the vibration feedback it's got like four sensors underneath it or something yes yes um but yeah it's uh, it looks it looks beautiful it's mm. absolutely stunning I, I can't imagine that a macbook sorry that a laptop computer is ever going to get another those. yeah it is i mean and, and also, also the batteries only can only be a certain size right yeah. i mean you but that's the other innovation that they put in this thing is they've made use of these Sheet batteries, effectively, that uh, yes. allow, uh, make make you much use, better use of the space inside the machine, so that the the battery life is reasonable as well. I mean, you saw the insides. I mean, the the circuit board for the computer it's is tiny. It's probably the size of the touchpad. Yeah, shrunk by sixty six percent. Yeah, this is basically an iPad and a laptop. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's certainly a marvel of engineering. I think it's. I think it's going to do well. It's certainly the you know computers do go thinner and smaller. This will uh, certainly appeal to people who who are not power users who just mm. need a. 
a basic computer to to surf the web and do their email that sort of thing not yeah. for someone who wants to fire up and edit pictures in photoshop or yeah, edit exactly, video exactly. but um it's uh it, it is a remarkable piece of design i have to say um I love the trackpad. Yeah. I think that's one thing where Apple's really done well is in the trackpads. Yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, until Apple really bought out these big trackpads, the PC vendors had these tiny little trackpads the size of matchboxes. Yeah. <laughs> Remember those things? They're terrible. Never understood why they did that. And 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 the the gesture controls on the trackpad now is very good. I mm. use a few of them and, mm. and I really enjoy it. I think I think Apple is one of the few companies that can produce a product like this that's that's so far from what we are used to and what we potentially want. Mm. Um, because they can set a standard we've seen this so many yeah. times before and that's why the Apple Watch is probably going to do well because you know they just have this this the company just has um, this incredible force around it mm. uh, people love to embrace it they- I just I just I just hope that um, you know I, 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 if I, I imagine if I had one of these it would frustrate me knowing having just that single port and the mm. fact that I'd have to carry around some sort of special dongle with me that I'd no doubt lose or forget to pack if I go on an overseas trip totally yeah. um, but this will make a, an, an amazing um, secondary computer potentially if you do go traveling and just want something like to, to access your word documents or if you go out to an interview or if mm. you go out to a function mm. um, it's probably an ex- expensive second device yeah but I can see people, you know, using it for for that kind of purpose. You know, it's not it's not the power horse. It's that, yeah. it's that yeah. other device. It's like your iPad, just with yeah. the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. Well, I look forward to actually seeing those um, in the market and getting a review on to play around with and uh, having a proper look at it. Yeah, I certainly won't be letting go of my MacBook just yet. I think I still need the power without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, good. Well, let's move on. Um, I want to just talk briefly, um, unfortunately he couldn't be here this afternoon, but um, I wanted to chat uh, briefly about a great story that um, our colleague uh, Sunil Gopal, uh, who joined Tech Central a couple of weeks ago, broke today about the what's going on at the Department of Telecommunications and Postal Services. Huge drama. Go check the story out on the website. It's a very good piece. Um, basically, um, the uh, one of the Deputy Director Generals, Directors General uh, at the Department, uh, Tem Gifford uh, Lezi, who's been there for many years, um, uh, was given his marching orders by the Director General by v- via an SMS while he was on holiday. Um, and all sorts of uh, there's all sorts of drama going on there about um, you know it, it, it SIU investigations and. Um, backstabbing and who may be responsible for what and cleaning out the department. Anyway, go read the piece. It's um, it's worrying, but uh, mm. uh, provides great insight into what's going on in the department that's uh, supposed to be uh, working on so many important projects at the moment, like um, a policy on high-demand spectrum allocation mm. and many other things. Um, so go check it out. Um, that's a piece by Sunil. Go have a read. It's very good. Um, I want to just have also have a brief, brief chat before we move on about um, a um, new piece of um, legislation that may be um, incoming. Um, I forget what it's called now. I must actually bring it bring up the piece on my screen. But it's um, it's uh, cyber crimes and related matters bill. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it's um, new legislation that uh, government is um, in the early stages of working on. It's a draft document that's been put out for discussion. Uh, draft uh, bill. Um, which really looks at um, creating structures to fight cyber crime and cyber terrorism in South Africa. Um, and it really is proposing the establishment of quite a expansive um, new bureaucracy within the mm. government. Uh, and I would say expansive and no doubt expensive as well. Um, uh, looking almost 
creating an NSA type <laughs> structure in the South African government. Um, and they're looking at creating a whole range of these things under the under the police, under the defense force, um, under the telecoms department, um, under state security, uh, and and these things all being uh, staffed uh, with um, agents from from the state security agency. Um, all of this being done, um, so I must say this is all in draft form for discussion at the moment. But all this being done uh, to, um, to, to in, in the name of fighting cyber cyber crime, um, it proposes the identification and declaration of what are called national critical information infrastructures. Sheesh. Goodness knows what uh, <laughs> what those are going to be, but um, uh, that's what is being proposed in here. They're proposing the creation of a cyber response committee, a cyber security centre. Um, a, a, a range of cybersecurity incident uh, response teams, etc., um, etc., et and a cyber command sitting under the South African National Defence Force, um, as well as a cybersecurity hub. So a lot of um, a lot of uh, bureau- <laughs> bureaucracy being potentially being established here. And uh, this is just, I guess, the start of the story. And you know, as this develops and as if this bill makes any further progress through legislative processes, I, I guess it's going to get interrogated in a lot more detail. Uh, and needs to be, uh, but um, for first uh, insights into what government may be thinking around um, fighting on online terrorism and online crime. Um, well worth having um, a look at that, and also going to have a look at the but the bill. It's a very long document, but uh, well worth read if um, if you're interested in the subject. Yeah, it's worrying. I mean, uh, if if they can get it right, it'd be one thing, but let's be honest. I mean, it's not going to be smooth sailing by any means, mm. uh, even even with the best intentions. And I, I can I can fully understand why we need. Uh, counter cyber security or terrorism mm. um, but this seems to be uh, a bit of an overkill in terms of each of the departments and yeah. each of the, uh, the teams that want to set up here I don't know I don't yeah. know it, it's yeah it doesn't doesn't seem good mm. too good this hope it takes a while to get off the ground yeah 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 anyway I think that covers the news for this week um, let's move on to our regular features um, we don't have a winner this week but we do have a loser I think it was an easy pick, uh, Cell C. Mm. Their network fell over this morning, basically. <laughs> um, but uh, that's not the reason we're making them the loser. Uh, technical problems happen from time to time. But they're blaming a um, major fiber break for the downtime. Um, apparently, there was some issue linking their two data centers together. Mm. It just raises questions about, you know, where, where's the redundancy? <laughs> yeah, where? If you have a fiber break, I mean, surely the fiber break doesn't affect two points at the same time. Yeah. Mm. Um, so... Um, you know, in the lack of, we do we don't have full details of exactly what happened, but certainly their explanations suggest that there may be a lack of redundancy, um, which caused this problem. So our loser this week is Cell C. Um, what's your pick this week, Richard? So the pick, it's it's something that you may have uh, seen popping up on Twitter a few times. Uh, it's an app called Meerkat, and what makes this very interesting is that it allows you to stream live via. Uh, Twitter, um, any feed live, live, yeah, yeah. So if I just going, I, I, I can just go stream. Um, I press stream; it wants to access my camera. Yeah. And then what the app does, it posts a link to my. Uh, do you Twitter want to feed. do a test one? So um, it should actually, if you go look on my um, Twitter feed right now, yeah, you should see a link has been posted. Can I look at this in TweetDeck or do I? Yeah, TweetDeck, okay. it should be fine because it just it just takes you through to the Meerkat website, um, and it basically just brings up uh, the feed. Live Okay, on that I, see, website. I see the link, so I'll click on that, okay. Um, and then what's nice is you can actually see on the... So, so the, the first purpose of this is for you to live stream any, any, 
any event that you may be at or anything that you want to show in real time. Okay, it says I must log in with Twitter. Uh, you obviously you don't have an account yet. Um, um, right. You can just log in with Twitter. I mean, I don't know if you'd want to do that. Well, let me try it as long as it doesn't tweet on my behalf. Well, it will tweet if you initiate a stream, but you're not going to. So, oh, that's of course. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Give it, I'll give it, I'll um, give it a price. I You can see who's following you, and, and it, it it's a nice looking app, but the fact that it's very functional, I think, is it's what's going to make it yeah. uh, a big hit. There were some people that are actually streaming the uh, Apple conference on Monday yeah. using Meerkat. Uh, there was quite a few um, <laughs> people sending out their streams into the world. Oh, there we go. There we go. So yeah, you can see. I mean, the, the quality is, is quite good. The only downside is you can't do landscape mode. It's only portrait. Um, oh, the other thing you might see the the, the downside with this is your the, the screen that you're seeing on your PC. Um, mm. It'll try and fill the the, the frame uh, your window. So you can actually you actually need to resize your window slightly to, to get. Oh, I see. Better. So it's best to actually see this on another phone. On another phone, oh, or okay. you just shrink down your. Um, your screen there okay but it's nice it's functional cool. and it works well i mean you can see that i've just it's it's pretty responsive yeah um but imagine being either at an event or breaking news somewhere i mean if you yeah. see something happening in the street that's fantastic throw up a live stream this is going to do a lot not just for media but i think for 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 people that want to create little channels where they share their lives i mean it's, yeah. it's not quite snapchat but it's it's a different league yeah um, no, this is great i see i can see applications here for journalists definitely yeah. um and there's, there's a few, i mean obviously there's a live chat so you can follow chat you can send messages you can see who's actually watching you and who's participating mm. um it, it's a very slick app going to chow a lot of bandwidth <laughs> it is going to I haven't tried it yet but obviously I haven't monitored the bandwidth but we are over your Wi-Fi now so yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good yeah, yeah. I think it's good well worth checking out Meerkat it's it's only available on uh, iOS for now I think there is an app for Android but you can only view you can't create no that's uh, that's very great that's actually excellent I'm going to I don't have an iPhone but I'll try this on my iPad it looks, looks cool I'm sure it's only a matter of time before Android will get the, the mm, streaming version it's, I'm sure. it's, it's really nice it's, a, it's an interesting app yeah Cool. My pop pick this week is uh, uh, something I think it's... Uh, I've actually been wondering why Microsoft is taking so darn long to actually do this. <laughs> um, the new Microsoft Office for Mac is fantastic. Um, uh, you know, I, it's always felt like Microsoft Office has been a bit of a poor second cousin on Mac compared to Windows. Yeah. And the new version, which is currently in preview and available for free, by the way, if you want to download it, um, it looks fantastic. It's been designed for retina displays. Um, and it uh, looks like the Windows version now. It's um, really port up, and uh, I think it looks a bit better than Windows version with the, with you know on a Retina display. Yeah, you're right, and it really works. Um, it, it it's bizarre. I mean, it, it, technically, there's nothing different. Um, you know, in terms of what the software does, mm. in terms of writing a document, for example. Yeah. Um, but it, I actually feel more productive using it, and mm. I don't know why. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I mean, I've been using it for a week as well, uh, and it 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 looks better. It's so and I much feel more comfortable using it. Yeah, it's so much. It, you do feel more productive, um, mm. but it, it's. It, I think it's just because Office or Outlook so it looks so much better now. Outlook, all of a sudden, yeah. massively improved, massively improved. Um, but but the other apps as well, PowerPoint, Word, and Excel, they they look like the Windows versions now. Mm, and the Windows mm. versions look good. Um, so yeah, well done to Microsoft. Um, in fact, I've just um, updated my. I was. I've been using Pages, uh, which is a Mac app on my laptop for ages, when um, I'm not switching between <laughs> Windows devices, um, and it's um, and it's good software. It's the Apple Apple word processing package, but I've gone back to Office now, and I've sub, I've, I've um, actually subscribed to Office 365 for a, for another year, a nice, yeah. uh, thousand bucks or so. I think it was a thousand eighty eighty rand with that. Um, 
but not so much because it's Office, although you know the new version for Mac was certainly helped sway me in that direction. But um, it's the fact that I was running out of space on Dropbox, mm-hmm. um, and I have 30 gigs of space on Dropbox. Um, I think I've got it through various um, phone upgrades over the, year, over the years and that sort of thing. Um, but I'm actually running out of space. Uh, yeah. I've almost filled up my Dropbox. And Microsoft Office now comes with 10 terabytes. Uh, they advertise one terabytes, but I've got 10 terabytes when I signed up uh, of um, capacity on OneDrive, um, which is the same price. It, it would cost me the same for that amount of storage space on Dropbox as I paid for Office. Yeah. Which comes including with storage. Including the 10 terabytes of storage. Um, and Dropbox is just one terabyte of storage. Yeah. So it's a no-brainer. You mm-hmm. know, it's mm-hmm. basically let's buy some storage on OneDrive and get a free copy of Microsoft Office for a year yeah, in the process. Yeah. And, we, and you do kind of need Office, let's be honest. Uh, Outlook is, is still one of the de facto mailing tools, especially if you do a lot of calendaring and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as much if as I enjoy if, Google. If you just do mail, you could get away with a free application like yeah, Mailbox yeah, or Thunderbird yeah. or something. But for proper productivity, uh, still nothing, still nothing beats Outlook. Yeah, no, for hmm. sure. Now it's going to be good to, to see. I haven't seen any bugs in 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 this version. It seems pretty solid to me. It's, it's pretty solid. stable. Solid yeah, for a preview. Yeah. It hasn't crashed once. Unlike um, Chrome, which crashes on me all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not using the developer preview build. Yeah. Hmm. No, it's, it's it's it was exciting to see that they're actually giving the Mac and the, yeah. the attention it deserves again. And, yeah. Uh, like you said, it's well worth uh, spending that. Uh, I spend what mm. a ninety rand a month or seventy yeah. rand a month, I think. That's how I, I pay for mine uh, because I also did the Dropbox thing and yeah. uh, spending nine dollars a month on Dropbox or mm. seven dollars or something or eight dollars. I think it's the same as uh, for for Office and yeah. get storage. Um, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But certainly it changed Microsoft. I mean, you see it here on everything. I'm, on my Android device now, I've got Office on here. Sure, it's not nothing fancy, mm. but it allows me to read Office documents. I've got Microsoft Outlook on here, although it's still in very early stages compared to the um, iOS version of yes. Outlook. But um, So I'm still using something called Nine, which is a great app. Oh, Nine is nice, yeah. Um, but um, it's, it's cool to see these um, other ecosystems, these other platforms not being treated by Microsoft as second-class citizens anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's no longer Windows first. You know, Everything else can come... Come second, Come second yeah, but yeah. Um, and it's, it's showing benefits, and I think it's actually good for Microsoft. Oh yeah, it's very good. They had to move away from this, uh, you know, to being on one platform and, and only doing that well. Uh, yeah. Now that they're actually giving the other platforms attention, I mean, like you said, on your Android and iOS, any iOS device now, I mean, you can mm. have a solid Microsoft uh, Office experience. Mm. No, I'm very happy with that. Anyway, I think uh, I think that's the show for the week. Uh, we apologize for the background uh, doof doof sound about halfway through the podcast. I think someone's getting ready for an early Friday party. <laughs> um, uh, if you could join them, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, oh, indeed. Uh, it is, uh, we are recording this quite late on a Friday. It's actually half past five already, so it's uh, time for the weekend to start. Yeah. Excellent. Um, yeah, as always, if you've got any feedback, send us a mail. Our email address is info at techcentral.co.za or just leave a comment on the post. We'd love to hear from you. Until next week, from Rechard and myself, take care. Cheers. Ciao, ciao.